Many people find it difficult to have open, honest communication with their partners, or even to exude healthy communication at work or in friendships. However, we believe the root of the problem starts with people having a difficult time defining what healthy communication actually is or what it looks like. Yeah, so today we want to chat about a major relationship killer, unhealthy communication, or the lack of, and some examples of ways to improve communication in a relationship. She a podcast for the non-traditional woman. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a couple. couple. Join us as we break down the modern feminine experience and explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone and welcome to our 29th episode of She, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next Woman of the Week. Yeah, and please continue to rate our podcast on Apple and check out more of our non-traditional content at ShiftingHerExperience.com. So today we want to chat about a topic that we've actually been asked um, about quite a bit, whether it be uh, in our Instagram DMs or our lives on TikTok or even in conversations we've had outside the podcast with friends and such. Yeah, we're going to get into how we feel about healthy communication, as well as some of the ways in which people tend to communicate ineffectively. But first, we're going to start by shouting out our woman of the week, Amanda Uretzian, who sent us a message on Instagram sharing her story with us. She's on both the women's and LGBTQ plus business groups at our company, and she let us know that she'd like to share our podcast with these groups. So thank you, Amanda. Yes, thank you. That's so inspiring. We really really appreciate when you guys reach out to us and let us know that you've shared our podcast with people you know so that's really encouraging thank you yes exactly so so let's jump right in here I want to start by talking about some of the ways in which we've seen or experienced unhealthy communication and I think it's so important to recognize what unhealthy communication looks like because sometimes we don't realize that the ways in which we're talking to somebody or the ways in which we feel about communicating to someone are unhealthy. Yeah, absolutely. I've been doing um, a lot of research lately into self-development and the different ways of improving yourself as a person. And a lot of unhealthy channels of communication do stem from a poor communication with yourself. That's such a great point. You know, if you look back on why a relationship ended or had its issues, a lot of the time it goes back to poor communication. So it's interesting that solving that problem starts with you. So You know, poor communication could even be the culprit in situations of lying, cheating, insecurities, or even shame surrounding certain topics. And we'll get into why that is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you're not in a healthy relationship with yourself, it manifests everywhere, you know, in your health, your stress levels, your confidence, but also in your relationship. So in terms of communication, when two people are open to communicating about certain topics they essentially are open to getting to know one another so when that portal of communication is weak it may eventually create a spiral of issues down the line that have been swept under the carpet exactly and for me I think unhealthy communication can present itself in a variety of different ways so it can be lying to your partner yes even white lies or not knowing what triggers you or your partner in conversations or feeling misunderstood a lot or even feeling as if there are certain topics you can't discuss with your partner. Mm, Yeah I love that you mentioned there at the end um, feeling as if there are topics that you can't discuss with your partner. Um, This is something I 
actually think a lot of couples encounter and if you feel like you can't talk to the person you're in a relationship with about a few topics even that does pose um, a lot of problems in the relationship however um, I do think it's important also to emphasize boundaries when sharing things with Mm. your partner so like we all have boundaries when it comes to communicating about certain things um you know you may not want to disclose everything and that's okay but communicating about what it is you want to communicate about is important in this scenario but we will talk more about this in a few minutes yes boundaries are so important and I like that you mentioned communicating about what you want to communicate so you know if you're not ready to talk about it yet but just uh, going back to discussing certain topics with your partner it surprises me when I hear that couples don't discuss certain topics like I've heard a lot of people say that certain topics are sort of um, off the table with their partner whether that means talking about exes are off the table or talking about sex is off the table or communicating your needs is off the table whatever it may be I think if you feel like there's an area of communication that you can't discuss with your partner that's a sign of unhealthy communication yeah and in these scenarios you know I always think why is this the case like why are these topics off the table like who is not willing to discuss or listen when it comes to these conversations if it's important for one of you to bring this up for whatever reason why is it off the table completely agree yeah um so what are some other signs of unhealthy communication so or what does unhealthy communication look like to you and then we can get into ways to improve as well yeah well first i think there are obvious examples like lying and um, dishonesty even something that just seems like a white lie yeah yeah I mean white lies they may be small to you if you're the one lying but they may be huge lies to your partner who doesn't know anything about your life but thinks that they do yeah so ask yourself like why are you lying in the first place are you protecting yourself from something are you avoiding a confrontation Or are you risking being true to yourself for the sake of keeping the other person happy? Exactly. When you lie to your partner and think that you're protecting them, you're actually doing the complete opposite. So you have to think to yourself, is the lie I'm telling humiliating my partner? And if so, is it just to protect myself? So this is where lying can create just a general unhealthiness between partners. Exactly. Yeah, there are various reasons as to why someone lies. And not all lies have malicious intent either and a lot of lies are actually a ripple effect of a lie you're telling yourself and that can you know be about anything so true um actually an (laughs) example that comes to mind for me is when I think about our exes Tiana and how they may have been completely blindsided when they heard that you and I were in a relationship with a woman (laughs) because we were never like we never communicated that part of ourselves with them so of course people were shocked to see us dating women because we never communicated that with anybody so true great point yeah well you know I mean in my past relationships I was lying to myself fast forward a few years to you and I I never brought any of these lies into our relationship Yeah, for sure. I totally understand that. And what's interesting here is when you're lying to yourself, you know, how do you really know who you are? I mean, Mm -hmm. that was the thing for me. So like in terms of being in a relationship with 
um, a man and like kind of blindsided, like you mentioned, like being blindsided by being with a woman now. So that's a whole other question and a podcast topic in itself. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, just an interesting thought. But I also think that unhealthy communication usually starts with like a negative tone or negative thoughts or criticisms instead of actually saying words. Of course, there are also just many unhealthy communication styles as well. So this could be anything from bottling up your true feelings about something to criticizing your partner all the time. You know, no one wants to be spoken to by their partner in a you always do this or you're so this tone. So just something to think about. Yeah. And we also came across a really interesting term when we were discussing this episode, and that's uh, an unhealthy communication tactic called stonewalling. Yeah, I found this one really interesting. So stonewalling is basically how you react when an argument overwhelms you. It's when someone shuts down, fails to speak, doesn't make eye contact, or doesn't acknowledge the other person's points in the argument. It's pretty much the dismissal of the other person and the refusal to communicate. And at times this can also tie into the toxic trait toxic trait of um, manipulation that we discuss in our toxic traits episode. So it's basically the silent treatment. Yeah, yeah exactly. And sulking. Yeah. <laughs> I think this one personally for me would drive me crazy. Like if I had a partner that refused to talk about any issues or dismissed any issues that I came to, to them with, you know. And so if you know, I love to talk things out and I always check in with how we're feeling so someone who stonewalls conversations would be such an issue for me like if I bring up an issue and it's met with silence time and time again that's so difficult because you're not giving the other person anything to work with yeah and there's definitely a difference between giving yourself a moment to think and answer versus ignoring the situation and staying silent altogether um you know it just comes off as not caring not caring about the other person or how they feel exactly I completely agree with that yeah but another thing that really comes off as unhealthy is when couples cross boundaries with each other or if boundaries haven't really been established at all yeah I definitely want to hear more about what you have to say um, on the like healthy versus unhealthy boundaries and why not communicating boundaries is unhealthy yeah you know like I said earlier you don't have to share everything with your partner but if they want to know um, about certain parts of your life and you don't want to tell them about it you know you need to ask yourself why like why do I not want to go there are you hiding something like or is it just uncomfortable for you because hiding something versus not wanting to revisit something that upsets you are two different things yes like if it's an area you're not comfortable talking about voice that to your partner instead of lying about it or giving them the silent treatment yeah you know if something is difficult for you to communicate to your partner try and tell them that like instead of saying something else to keep them happy or to avoid the conversation tell them straight up I'm having difficulty communicating this to you but I want to communicate it or I don't want to talk about this. I you love know? that. Communicate about communicating. You know, you could say, um, I need to tell you this because whatever. Or I wrote down how I'm feeling and I'm going to read it to you. Or I always wanted to tell you this, but I was nervous or afraid. Because when you start to lie about covering up your thoughts on something and saying one thing but meaning another 
you may start to go down this spiral of dishonesty. So saying that you feel uncomfortable talking about something is absolutely okay. But tell your partner that, you know, that's part of opening up the communication channel. You're setting boundaries for yourself while also being honest and letting your partner get to know you more. So true. And sometimes when we don't want to talk about something, we bottle things up, which can lead to a lot of dishonesty, insecurities, lack of trust. And you may end up creating a very surface level relationship without having any sort of intimate bond. So, Mm -hmm. um, but as well, certain things in a relationship are also not often and communicated until it's too late. Take, for example, if you want to improve your sex life with your partner, but you're not telling them that or communicating what you want. It's difficult to expect things to just change without talking about it first. So sometimes couples break up because they feel as if they're not compatible sexually, let's say, when in reality, maybe if you just communicated these feelings to your partner, you could have both worked to improve and, you know, they have to want to improve, but Mm -hmm. things could have been different maybe. So yeah, absolutely. I used to not be a good communicator about sex in past relationships I never told my exes how I really felt about sex so it has changed my life being able to tell you things in our relationship yeah because it's a very vulnerable conversation to have but I remember thinking when you and I started dating that I was going to have to be transparent with you from the beginning about my own thoughts and feelings on certain things otherwise it would just become like a web of dishonesty and I was done with being like that in a relationship I was when you and I met very selfish in my honesty (laughs) (laughs) ah so and I'm so happy you were transparent but yes I completely agree and I remember feeling that way about you too so I can talk to you about anything so there's nothing off the table there's no conversation we can't have which I appreciate because we recognize that there are so many times in a relationship where a conversation does need to be had in order to make the relationship stronger yeah absolutely there's so much more trust when there is both transparency and boundaries isn't there absolutely yeah yeah. when and when we say it's important to have open communication what we mean is you're not the only one in the relationship and what's affecting you is going to affect the other person and the relationship yeah and in terms of boundaries you know people know that there are consequences to being honest and transparent Mm -hmm. and that can be very frightening You may feel vulnerable and that the spotlight is on you and that you have to keep talking or, you know, you have to say the right things, you know, that your partner wants to hear. Yeah, there's also the fear of bringing something up, the shame surrounding, let's say, the conversation of sex. There there are many uncomfortable conversations that may have repercussions for you, like in your mind, you know. Exactly. So, of course, these aspects of communication are not always so straightforward. So in terms of this, I would suggest what we said earlier, you know, communicate about communicating tell the other person you know this conversation is not easy for me to have and that's all I'm going to say for now communicate that with the other person but um, I also just want to move on to some other aspects of unhealthy communication that are perhaps uh, even more unhealthy than the ones we've already discussed yeah let's talk about my biggest pet peeve and that is beating a dead horse with no resolution ever you know fighting over the same fucking thing with no solution (laughs) it's so unhealthy either work to fix the issue or let it go yeah I hate this one too you know when a point is just argued over and over again when it was already agreed that it would be let go you know but if the problem just won't die that's a huge red flag in itself because when there's one huge unresolved problem it gives birth to more problems so true so if your communication surrounding this recurring issue is not effective it's going to create 
a network of problems because when one communication channel is closed shut, five others are closed shut as well. Exactly. It will create a network of problems. I love that you said that. And communicating with no resolution ultimately means communicating poorly. Another example of poor communication is when the same person always initiates a particular conversation or when only one person makes the final decision about something. So this can come into play in various situations even. Yeah, or um, pushing your significant other away, expecting them to always come back with a resolution or an apology or whatever. Oh my God. And another thing I find that is an area couples don't talk about or have been told by society as well not to talk about exes. Yeah. So many couples are really defensive when it comes to talking about your ex and we all have a past. And if someone's really trying to get to know you, who you dated prior to them is part of that discovery too. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people get mad or weird when an ex is brought up. And I've even experienced this in a relationship, not with you, (laughs) but um, I just thought it was like very unattractive, like a very unattractive quality to get mad when you bring up your ex. I mean, I used to feel like I couldn't even talk about my past with the other person because they would become so uncomfortable. And it comes across as a little controlling if I'm being honest yeah it comes off as very insecure and sort of jealous yeah and of course you know you have to ask yourself as well how are you talking about your past relationships I mean are you saying their name by mistake are you comparing them to your current partner these of course are inappropriate yeah however your ex is part of your past so you should also be able to talk about your own past experiences because that's who you were then you know it's not a safe environment if you're faced with an aggressive or childish reaction from your current partner when chatting about these things exactly there is of course a difference between talking about your past including your ex And bringing your ex into the relationship via mistaking their name or using them as a comparison. Totally different. Because, you know, that's unhealthy. Yeah, and this also ties in with an aspect of poor communication that can stem from being afraid of your partner's reaction. And that's why you hide things or choose not to disclose certain things or even just simply chat about certain topics casually. Absolutely. Well, in talking about unhealthy communication practices, I also want to highlight some healthy communication practices and what that looks like. You know, so for me personally, healthy communication is what separates the okay relationships from the extraordinary relationships. Yeah, well, first and foremost, it's important to say that when your partner opens up to you, you get to know your partner and they get to know you. And partners want to know each other. So having open communication about different topics always allows you to get to know them. Exactly. And a way to facilitate healthy communication is right off the bat to create a safe space for your partner to talk, like free without judgment and... This allows for both partners to feel as if they can open up and talk about anything. Yeah, and it's important to establish that at the beginning of a relationship. Like, that's one thing you and I felt comfortable doing really early on, Tiana. Like, we communicated about communicating and we set the tone surrounding that very early on in the relationship. Oh, for sure. And that's something I really appreciated. I'm very much a talker and communicator. So, I appreciated someone like you telling me that you wanted to talk about everything. 
and that nothing was off the table Mm. because like someone I casually dated once had told me that I talked too much when I literally was just trying to make up for a lack of communication on their end. (laughs) You know, that's so discouraging because then you feel like you're doing something wrong. Like you should always be able to communicate with the person you're dating. Like it should be a safe space, safe space. Yeah. Um, it really does set a relationship up for success, I feel like, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, like for both partners to establish how they communicate early on. Totally. As we keep saying, poor communication is a relationship killer. Yeah. And another thing that's important to communicate and improve uh, your communication around is finances. This is such a big one for me as well. You know, communicating about finances. This is obviously important in a relationship where maybe you live together or you're married or you're even thinking about moving in together. And this is something we'll get into in another episode further, like for sure. Yeah, we definitely want to do a whole episode on this topic (laughs) alone. Um, But, you know, you need to communicate with your partner about finances, especially if you plan on having a future together. And not only like communicating about finances, but establishing boundaries within finances as well. A great personal example of this for Soph and I is the topic of joint bank accounts. Personally, I think that joint bank accounts are a mistake and something of the past. Soph and I obviously agree on this topic and that's our personal boundary. I just think it's like easy to lose track of cash flow and spending when you pull your money together. You also lose your independence with a joint bank account. Who made what? Who's contributing what? It, it just seems messy to me. Yeah, I was really happy when we had this conversation and that came up and we were both on the same page because I actually was a bit worried when we decided to move in together if this was something that like you were into because I was not I was like no 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 I don't see any problem in having separate bank accounts and then just like paying the bills separately with our own money you know but yeah financial independence was something really important for us to maintain and to understand you know what we were contributing individually yeah exactly we wanted to have our own money but uh, anyways, yeah, something we'll definitely go into in another epi. We'll definitely make an episode <laughs> about that. Um, but another small piece of advice we can give in terms of um, improving healthy communication is to recognize your triggers. What is it that's making you upset Upset when your partner talks about whatever? Yeah, you know, it goes back to your insecurities, I think. You know, if you're triggered by something, it's not always the other person. You know, you can't always put the blame on the other person for your emotion. So, you know, why are you being triggered and why aren't you telling them that? Yeah, and recognizing triggers is something you can improve on on your own. It's a very individualistic thing. Absolutely. You take responsibility for your own emotion, your reaction and and figure out why it is that you had that reaction in the first place. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. Um, But I also just wanted to say that how you communicate will tell you a lot about how successful the relationship will be and when we communicate like we get to know each other we've said that a lot in this episode and when you get to know each other you may be able to identify some warning signs early on and you know when you're single or when you're first dating someone you know it's a way for you to filter out what you want and what you don't want and this is not just for like romantic relationships either you know you can still apply like this tool to friendships Friendships, or family members colleagues exactly you know yes and personally one way to detect warning signs through examining your partner's communication that I find at least worked for me was to like watch how your partner communicates with other people 
is it the same as how they talk to you or is it different? And if it's different, how so? For example, Soph, when I see you interact with other people and when you interact with me, it's the same level of respect. And that was a huge green flag for me early on with you. Aww. Yeah, I feel the same about you. And I think that's really good advice, actually. Um, you know, when you're first starting to date someone, oftentimes they're on their best behavior towards you but looking at how they talk to others around them can like be a huge indicator of how they actually communicate so yeah how do they talk to the waiting staff in a restaurant for example when you're out or how do they talk to their friends or their family members yeah not even just early on in relationships but in general there are relationships that don't see any warning signs let's say because they're so blinded by love but the warning signs were probably always there and how they treated other people so taking that in for yourself later on if this person shows these signs of unhealthy communication it's less shocking you know um but so you know moving on I want to ask you what your takeaway is on this topic today even though I feel like this episode was like full of many takeaways (laughs) yeah um yeah I feel like we've said a lot in this episode and it can seem overwhelming to take it all in or to apply some of it to your life or your relationships so to wrap up uh, my takeaway is simply listen to yourself like tune in to how you actually feel when something is said or done if you're dating someone or starting to date someone or hanging out with friends or family members like I said this advice doesn't have to be limited to dating ask yourself how did that make me feel when they said or did that did I like or dislike it? Why did I put up with it? Do I want more of this? Or why did I avoid that? Like, why did I feel awkward or embarrassed in this situation? You know, these are all the questions that you can ask yourself and, you know, listen to yourself and tune into your own feelings. I really love that. Yeah, I think that's a great takeaway. A lot of great questions. <laughs> For me, I think in the right relationship, there's no such thing as over-communicating, which we talked about in our long-distance episode. But I think couples can mistake unhealthy communication for healthy communication. Like Soph said, we said a lot in this episode outlining what unhealthy communication looks like, but it really does start with you. It's about self-reflection. So ask yourself those questions Soph mentioned. Um, You know, effective communication is really just talking about how you are feeling and not assuming what your partner is feeling. Your job in creating healthy communication is to get to know your partner and knowing if your compatibility allows you to have healthy communication. Absolutely. Ask yourself those questions. <laughs> well, that wraps up today's episode. Um, we love hearing your stories and how you're living a non-traditional life. So keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Our Experience and send us a message on Instagram or review our podcast on Apple to be featured as our next Woman of the Week. Make sure you download, rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic and let us know what you're doing to improve your communication in your everyday life. See you next Tuesday. Bye.